Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Where are the low-value men? Like, what are what are all the low-value men up to during these trying times? Because the high-value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low-value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm sorry to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low-value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low-value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right? I haven't seen... I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low-value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. Oh, shit. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to an all-new episode of Low Value Mail. I'm hyped. You can tell. I'm hyped right now on this January 17th, 2023, in the year of some of our lords starting off with controversy right away. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This week's topic is what is your most controversial opinion? Um, emphasis on your most controversial opinion. Is this the episode that finally gets me kicked off of YouTube? By the way, shout out to everybody who's watching over on Rumble, where I will definitely not get kicked off regardless of what anybody says. Uh, so... Let's hope. We'll see. My hair looks like I have a fucking, like a quaff. Um, yeah, but so I will say that your most controversial opinion, I'd like to hear them. Uh, I, I thought I had actually done this episode before, and then I looked back, and then I hadn't. Maybe I had the idea for it, and then at the time I go, that's a stupid idea. That's certain to get you in trouble. But here we are. There's no turning back, so... Your most controversial opinion, and the only one caveat I'll say is obviously don't have some like, like there. I, I will have. I'm not going to say no tolerance for, but you know, try and don't be like, oh, the sun doesn't exist, or stupid shit. You know, although I guess flat Earth is, I guess flat Earth's not in that territory, but I guess to some people it is. But we want to hear it. We want to hear all your wacky, wacky things. Um, so before we get started, just a little housekeeping as. Always, um, please subscribe to my channel. Leave a you know rating, review, anything. Uh, it all does help. And as always, we have an after show at eleven o'clock. Um, the last, the last few, I can say with certainty, have been off limits entirely. They have been only and entirely limits. Um, they've been good. We've we've had some wild callers. Shout out to. Uh, to glock them down gun hose both of them gun related at least their names uh we got some good we, we've, we've had some good good calls in the after show we'll read any uh any voicemails that we have from the main show emails we watch some videos i get 40 copyright claims per stream we talk shit it's a fun time um i recommend if you want to support the show just, you know, go sign up, patreon.com slash low value mail. If you're watching over on Rumble, you also have access uh, by signing up 
at lowvaluemail.locals.com over for the locals folk or join the YouTube channel, become a scrot, all that stuff. Um, as always, we have a new episode of The Bathhouse tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Come join us. It's uh, silly. It's a silly comedy show, just the way I like it. And also, if you look for our YouTube, our YouTubers, the YouTube folks, um, there's, I, I'm for the first time ever, I'm trying out the Q&A feature because... Uh, it seemed appropriate for this episode. So if you see at the top there in blue, it says, what is your most controversial opinion? If you put an answer there, I don't know how to even use this. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, if you, if you put it there, I will read them. I won't put your handle just to remain anonymous. And then as always, cause I am, I understand that people, I guess, uh, maybe are worried about anonymity. With a show like this, you go, I don't want to get, I don't, I have a job. I got a family, Daniel. I have a family. I have a job. So, I mean, like, I, I guess I do have your number, but I'm not going to dox you. Uh, I'm cool, man. I am cool. You can count on me to not dox you. So call in, you know, I guess I see your phone number, but uh, I don't know. It's, uh, you don't got anything to worry about. Um, but yeah, so, um, if you want, if you want to, I'll read some from the live chat. So drop some of your most controversial, uh, opinions. We have, uh, the goob says testing. This works. It does work. I think I can only see them though. I think I can only see them. Uh, and then I can pin some of them, but there's a new feature where we're exploring new frontiers. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always working on improving low value mail. I'm always working on making changes to the show. I'm thinking about, I, I, I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger, not anytime soon, but part of me wants to change the, the frame that we have, like the whole, with the, the chandelier and all that stuff. I'm, I'm considering it. I'm kicking, I'm, I'm batting around the idea. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, you don't want to change too much. You don't want to change too much. All right. To the episode. Uh, first off. Let's get to the, and as always, I'm, I'm giving away a channel membership. I forgot to uh, announce this. By the way, my plan for this is I will be giving away channel memberships on the YouTube channel for during this and uh, female dating strategy. By the way, if you missed the last female dating strategy stream on Sunday, one of the ladies was in the chat with us for pretty much the entire thing. She was, she, the first time they came on, they, they were like, what the fuck is this? And then they left. If you don't know what I'm even talking about, um, I listened to, and many of you have joined me uh, in listening to the Female Dating Strategy podcast. It's it's a tough listen. I'm not going to lie. It really feels like work. really does. But anyways, we had one of the ladies from the Female Dating Strategy podcast join us in the chat. I think it's the American one. Who knows? But it is interesting because we're talking all this shit and I have all these questions and then she's just answering them. So who knows? Maybe she'll be back. Maybe she will not be back. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I'll be giving away channel memberships like I'm doing now. Uh, 100 likes and then every 50 likes until we reach 100 uh, members on the YouTube page. And then that'll be done. <clears throat> so enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, all right. Let's get to the low value mailbox. And I also did a little bit of a poll last week. And I will be getting these shows. Uh, I will be opening the phone lines sooner from now on. Usually I've been opening the phone lines around 930. I, I asked for input from the people you delivered, and it was kind of something I was leaning towards, so we're going to be less Danny, more phone calls. Um, so that's good. You guys you guys win. I don't know. It's not really adversarial in that way. 
to the low value mailbox. This is an email coming from Samson. Uh, it says, hi, Danny. It's Samson again. I don't remember the first Samson email, but he says he's back. He says, I also need advice on dates. I took a girl on a date to a museum two months ago. The date was recommended by a friend. I, the date was recommended by a friend. I wonder what that means. Like go to a museum was the recommendation by a friend. Museum could be a low, low, low stakes kind of day. The lad, ladies from the female dating strategy would not agree to anything like this, but you can't go to a museum unless it's like a museum DJ night thing after you went out to an expensive dinner. But, uh, so he says the date was recommended by a friend. I tried making jokes, but the funny never landed tough. Uh, dude, I feel you. I just did a spot, uh, right before this show tonight at the stand. And, uh, I was working on, tried out a bunch of new jokes and boy, do I feel you, man. Nothing worse than new jokes, than doing new jokes if you're a comedian, I'm telling you. And I was literally on stage being like, there should have been a lot of heart attacks lately, huh? <laughs> uh, it makes me laugh even just talking about it. Um, he says, we have, the funny never landed. We haven't talked since, and it's probably better that way as I got the feeling neither of us liked the relationship. What relationship? It sounds like you went on a date to a museum. Red flag, Samson. The fact that you're even calling this a relationship means you were probably using improper terminology during uh, your date, which probably spooked her off. And also you go, we haven't talked since, which is two months ago. And you go, I get the feeling that neither of us like the relationship. Yeah, no shit. If you haven't talked in two months after you went on a date, that's it. There's no, There's nothing else. There's nothing to rehash here. Neither of you are waiting to hear back from the other person. You're just not. Um, I need advice on how to actually be funny in real life because my sense of humor is badly cropped memes. I remember in a short, you said that you're being funny is just a character of a more mean spirited version of yourself. That would be me on uh, stage. Yes. On stage. I am a meaner version of myself only cause I just, that is funny to me. Um, he goes, I don't know if that's my style. I like Ryan, Ryan Long, deadpan humor, where he asks very silly questions with a serious face, but I can just hold my, com but I just can hold my composure. How does he come up with them? Is there a way to practice not laughing at your own material? Okay, dude, dude. First off, don't have material for a date. The last thing you want to do is sound like whatever you're saying is like rote or whatever. You know, like you don't want that. You just, I know everybody's like, just be yourself. And then you're like, yeah, but myself is why I'm not getting any dates. That's the problem is being myself, which I can, I can understand, but trying hard to be funny is honestly worse than, uh, just not being funny. Like the whole point of being funny is that it's not, you're not trying so hard. Um, like the moment that you're really spending all your, like you can also be interesting. There's a lot of people who are not funny and they get away around that by just being interesting. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be funny or you can be rich, obviously, but it doesn't sound like that's on the table either. He goes back to girls. I finished college. So ladies in my age bracket, early twenties are thinking of going to college or have left for college. What? I work in the middle of suburbia. So my options are limited. I met a nice girl 
at Shul, so we got a Jew on our hands. She's doing a psychology degree, and I'm worried history will repeat him itself. Are there questions to test the waters? Finally, in true Jewish fashion, he says, can you shout out my eBay account? eBay.com slash watch the time 40K, 40K, watch the time 40K. Sincerely, Samson. Um, I would say just you're, you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard. That's, that's all there is to it. You don't want to try so hard. It's not necessary. And I mean, again, I've always been of the opinion that you're either funny or you're not funny. That's it. It's there was when we lived in Toronto, there was uh, this thing called the Humber College College out there. And they have like a comedy program, which was just like a cash grab. And it just you're funny or you're not. You you can't. It's just one of those things. I don't think there's any amount of comedy that, you know, someone who doesn't have a funny bone in their body can watch like you're some sort of supercomputer and just take it all in and be like, OK, I think I'm funny now. It's, I mean, you can learn how to write a joke, but I mean, I can't imagine tons of girls unless you're like, hey, do you want to hear a joke? And then you tell them a joke and then they laugh and you go, okay, that could maybe be cute or funny or endearing like once, but to actually be naturally funny, like you can't learn timing. Comedic timing is the one thing that either you really got that or you don't. If you don't have comedic timing, you just, you don't have it. And there's no amount of studying or anything that you can do uh, to do anything about that. So, all right. We are going to listen to a a voicemail. And then we're going to get down to some shit. Hey, Oops. I... There we go. So, um... Back in uh, 2015 or 16, um, I was in the uh, army um, here in Israel, and um, I was going, I was um, going to the um, like to a medical appointment um, on the other side of the city, and so I was I went on a uh, on the light rail, um, and as we passed by Damascus Gate. Um, I like everyone starts freaking out and there's like um gunfire going off and um then we all of a sudden we see like we hear like a car crash and um I see like tons of guys soldiers cops uh, civilians just rushing towards the um sound of like the uh scene of a the action or whatever um like guns drawn um was wild man and it was i was like one car behind where it was all happening um though this in general was part of like a uh i don't know year or so long um outbreak of uh terrorism um like of lone wolf style attack or attacks um like the last time we had had some like to such an extent of um, successive attacks um, was like in the early 2000s with the Intifada, um, which was also insane growing up with, though there I wasn't uh, I wasn't close to anything, thank God. But um, like 
I do remember hearing like bombs just going off around the city as like a child, but um, yeah, it was quite crazy. Anyway, um, I have plenty more stories on other topics, but maybe another time. All right. That was uh, one of the viewers. I guess he lives in Israel and he was uh, talking about, I, th- I think that was from the scariest, the scariest uh, moment of your life. I think that's, yeah. Uh, I will say, man, they are never going to fix that problem. That Israel conflict has two people pretty firmly on both sides. That is a unfixable. Um, <laughs> Zach Hayes says someone sounds like someone took his red stapler. He did sound a bit like Milton. And he's like, um, there were, um, there were terrorists who um, blew up the car in front of me. Uh, okay. So you know what? We're going to try this little feature of this live chat, the Q and a let's go through the, uh, the little Q and a here and see your most controversial, controversial opinions. Again, smash that old, uh, like button if you will. And uh, we shall see. And already it's a stupid thing because it doesn't let me scroll. Why would this not let me scroll? Uh, okay. And I don't worry. I'm not going to read your things. Um, but we got uh, someone says their most controversial opinion. They are a fan of mandatory DNA testing. Uh, Suboxone, here's another one. Suboxone and methadone actually help addicts. Let's see what else we got. Um, Disparity of outcomes between racial groups are caused by disparity in actions. Man, I don't know this one. Uh, All right, now that they're getting read, they're coming in. It doesn't, oh, it does let me scroll. That's weird. Some of the top ones, it doesn't let me even read, which is uh, stupid. I guess that's why not a lot of people use this. Um, let's see a couple others. Someone says, I don't want any men or women in the bathroom with me. That is not controversial opinion. That is just, that's, that's a elitist right there. That's your elitist opinion. Someone says women are too emotionally driven to vote. Oh, here's a good one. The bell, the Bengals bills game should not have been canceled. Actually, I was doing a joke about that tonight because I have a friend who's like a bills fan. He's like a really diehard Bills fan, and I was talking to him. I go, "Yeah, it's crazy because they're uh, they're putting the Bills and the Bengals now at uh, the Bills and the Bengals, uh, or sorry, not the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, if the Bills play the Chiefs, it's going to be on a neutral site in Atlanta." And then he was like, not particularly happy about that because he's like, "It's kind of fucking bullshit." Uh, but then you're like, you can't really say that. You can't be like, it's fucking bullshit. Cause it's obviously like the dude had a heart attack. So he's trying to like keep a positive spin on the fact that this might have to happen. And he's really not happy about it though. You could tell, like you could just see in his eyes. He's like, fuck this. Why can't we just play in Buffalo? It's such bullshit. And you're like, yeah, but the guy had a heart attack. Um, okay. We'll go back to, we'll go back to the questions. I will go through my, uh, I was going to talk about this food pyramid, but I've run out of time, which is fine. It's fine. Um, I wanted to talk about, they just came out. I'll, I'll talk about this briefly, really the like two minute rundown, but they, uh, cause you know, I will say with a lot of controversial opinions, sometimes they're not and controversial opinions can become controversial when they were normal opinions, vice versa. And it depends who you're speaking to as well. But if some people saw a new government funded, uh, food pyramid came out recently that said lucky charms have a, uh, healthier score than steak. They gave everything scores and it did. It wasn't even like cereal in general. It was straight up Lucky Charms. Like, 
I don't know what company makes Lucky Charms, Nabisco or some shit, but or whatever it is, General Mills. But uh, it's like they funded this shit. And it's funny because then they took all this heat for this thing. It was going around. Um, it literally says uh, ground beef gets a score of 26 out of 100. Frosted mini wheats gets an 87 out of 100. So you should eat more frosty mini, frosted mini wheats than steak. And then if you go to the website, it was uh, Tufts University did this. Spent millions of dollars. And instantly you go like, yeah, this is kind of bullshit. You know, because everybody says trust the science about a lot of things. And it was, uh, you know, it was controversial. I mean, it was controversial opinion a year and a half ago to say that the COVID came out of a lab. It's not anymore. But it's funny because then in their FAQs on their, it's called the food compass, which is obviously flawed. It's instantly you go, if you finished your year long, several year long research and you wound up with steak is worse for you. And again, they're, they, they, you get dinged points if it's processed food, but you're like, it's not processed. The steak's not processed at all. Right. And then, uh, but if you wind up with lucky charms, then your whole thing, your whole premise of your entire thing is, is, is broken. And then, so then they have to, in their FAQ, they had to actually address it. It says, on social media, I've seen graphics showing certain breakfast cereals scoring higher than eggs, cheese, or meat. Did Tufts create these graphics? No. Food Compass works very well, on average, across thousands of foods and beverage products. But it says these graphs were created by others to show these exceptions, because there's exceptions, uh, but there are always some exceptions. You know, that's a pretty major exception. If the framework of your study says that it's way better to eat Lucky Charms than a steak. I think you throw the whole thing out. I'm not even a scientist. I'm not a scientist, but I don't know. You ever look at a food pyramid from like 1980? Bread and cereal and pasta is on the bottom. Literally on the bottom. And then second from the top, you're supposed to eat the 6 to 11 servings of bread, cereal, rice, and pasta a day. A day. But you're only supposed to have two to three servings of meat, poultry, fish, Beans, eggs, and nuts. And now we know that it's the fucking opposite of that. Can't trust anybody. All right, my, I'm going to give my controversial opinions, my most controversial opinions, and then uh, we're going to get we're going to get to it. We're going to get to we're going to open the phone lines. Um, all right, this one is pretty controversial. I think a lot of you might be like, "Yo, what the fuck, man?" But uh, I was reading this article today about the World Economic Forum. And uh, there's all these prostitutes there. Prostitutes are talking about businesses booming if you're a prostitute right now at the World Economic Forum. Uh, and I will say that, I, and I, you know what, I'm trying to, I, was, I just um, reached out to a, a guy who has done a deep dive on the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and all this shit. And I'm going to try and get him on the show next week to talk about it because he's like really like researched it. I was just watching a, um, an interview with him. So I'm going to try and get him on the show next week. So maybe he can. But my my controversial uh, opinion is that the whole World Economic Forum, I'm going to say this, I think it's a little overblown. I think it's a little overblown. I think it's a bunch of rich people, elites of the world. We know that they get together to literally just do coke, bang escorts, get away from their wives, their families, and just fucking rage it. I, I, I don't think they have, and I could be wrong, but I don't think they have made necessarily as much influence. They have ideas. They have ideas out the fucking ass. Don't they? But I just, the, the degree to which they're going to like end civilization, I think is a little overblown, but we might have this guy on next week and, uh, maybe, maybe he can send me straight. Maybe I'm wrong about this. 
Another controversial opinion. I don't think Holocaust denial should be illegal. I do not think that. I think you should be able to deny the Holocaust because there's going to be have to a point where they're going to be like, hey, it was 700 years ago. Like there will be a point where they're going to be like, they're going to make it uh, legal. They're going to be like, okay, well, well, you can never. Uh, I think uh, like personally, I would just like those people to be known. Um, that that's that's uh, that's what I think. Another controversial opinion: drugs should be legal. I think that uh, again, I don't know how controversial that is. I guess it is compared to the mainstream. I don't think if you polled mainstream America, if they would think drugs should be legal. I don't think women should legally be adults until the age of twenty-five. I've just seen too much stuff of women complaining about getting groomed when they're like twenty-one years old, and you know, wanting repercussions for that uh, retribution and whatnot. So I think we need to uh, let them cook a little longer. And then uh, my final controversial opinion is there are more than two genders. All right, I'm just kidding on that one. Okay, we're going to open up the phone lines. The phone lines are now open. Uh, Call in. Let me know. 646-710-0949. If you're watching over on YouTube, over on Rumble, I want to know what are your most controversial opinions of course i will keep your anonymity do not worry i'm not gonna go call up your boss and let you know that you think the age of consent should be 10 you fucking freak call number one let's go hello thanks for calling low value mail hey hey what's up how's it going i'm good how are you doing well so far first time calling in how does this uh go exactly uh you just tell me the topic for the evening is your most controversial opinion so if you have uh you can also if you want to reference i've got one ready all right let's go uh glass water bottles i don't know if i'm in a weird group all my friends have glass water bottles they all think the water bottles are getting them laid and 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 that it's too much wait your friends have glass water bottles that they think are getting them laid? They know that they're getting them laid, and that's what's giving them the ridiculous confidence. Why would a glass water bottle... Where, 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 can you tell me what state you live in? Yeah, I'm up in Oregon. Okay, all right. A so lot of the people out who there. do drink out of the glass water bottles move to L.A. Right. Okay, and they think... I, I... What, what quicker way to tell a girl you have money... Than by drinking out of a glass water bottle. What do you mean a glass water? Like a reusable glass water bottle? Like a Voss. Or oh, like a Voss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like you, that. Oh, you're saying they just drink Voss. Yeah, Voss is a, like definitely the most obnoxious water that exists. It's funny that they move to plastic as well, the, like they the smaller bottles. Yeah, yeah, Voss water bottles, that's an obnoxious thing. But I don't think that's so much as, yeah, that's just a pure status thing. That's just they're trying to be like, hey, I have money. And let me tell you, chicks like money. They, I mean, they might not be wrong. Do you, What kind of water bottle do you drink out of? I mean, you asked for controversial opinions. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm arguing against seven friends. They all think they're right. They're getting laid. I don't think it's because of the water bottle. Are you? you tell me. What's your water bottle scenario? Um, It's a rotating series of... It, it's cost efficient. I'm not flexing with my water bottle. And what is your getting laid situation like? I mean, it could always be better. Oh, not looking good. Not looking good. If anything... Just for science's sake, we need to get you a Voss bottle. You don't have to even be drinking Voss water out of it. You can go fish one out of the trash and yeah. fill it with tap water. 
just to see. I mean, if you don't think we were doing that in college with more expensive liquors and filling them up with cheap ones. Of course. Yeah, of I course. guess the same principle applies then. Yeah, same principle applies, I think. But I- I'm saying just for your sanity, it might be worth just testing this out once and for all. You're right. Do you think that, you're, you think that your out. framework of the world would be able to like handle such a shock if like all of a sudden you're just swimming in puss? Dude, I'm going to be honest. The framework of my own life would be in shambles if I was drinking out of glass water bottles. Well, Maybe that's something I got to get over. But you said the word obnoxious when you yeah. described him at first, and that's mm. the same way I feel. Sure. But you know what? If they're getting results, it's hard to argue with it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I called in. All right. I, Thank I, you. I appreciate the answer. Thank you for calling. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Glass water bottles. Um, Let's see what else we got in the... Uh, uh, let's see what else we got in the controversial opinion uh, Q&A over on YouTube from Maxine Ancelot. Oh, I said your name, but this isn't that controversial. He says, artists are better when they struggle. That's a fact. I mean, what kind of artist is great when they have $500 million? Not many. Kanye? Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Yo, what's up, Danny? What is happening? Who am I speaking with? Actually, you know what? Uh, Nobody has to give me their names tonight because it's the controversial opinions episode. No names. All right. How's it going? No names. Uh, yeah, my most controversial opinion. Shit. I guess um, <laughs> uh, I went into like, okay, I'll just say what it is. I think that, you know, obviously when you look into like all of world history, there's always been, you know, people colonizing each other, always enslaving each other. It's always been around. It's undeniable. Yep. Um, and like the more that I research it, I actually think that, you know, although all we hear about is like Western colonization and, and Western racism, I actually think that in the West, like in the UK and, and other places like the US, the slavery and colonization and all that was probably we probably had the friendliest <laughs> like in all of human history i think um but if i say that around my my woke uh, sure. friends or family i they, think they're that's, like oh you're a piece of shit i think what you're saying from my understanding is pretty true though like didn't the wasn't the uk the first to abolish slavery yeah yeah the the uk also i'm catholic so i like to bring this up the catholic church is the first major institution to ever say that slavery was morally abhorrent now priests still kept slaves after that point but the church did officially say it was morally abhorrent and then britain was the first one to want to ban slavery specifically because they found it to be morally reprehensible. Like yeah, that's did, what they were doing. And did, then... Yeah, that's true. Oh, did, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, did Britain not make it like a capital crime to be involved in the slave trade? I believe they did, like oh, to, to oh. the extent where like it was like, uh, like you could be punishable by death to be involved in the slave trade. They were that oh. against it. Oh, 100%. If anybody is interested in that, Thomas Sal gets really into it in his book, uh, Black Rednecks and White Liberals. But yeah, no, they. I think, they I think that's probably where I read that, actually. Uh, that's a great, great book. Oh, yeah, to the point where they were chasing, uh, you know, Arab slave ships and doing some really heroic acts and sacrificing themselves for this. A lot of. They really believed in it. And America came like 30 years after that and really had the same kind of policy. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's like when people are talking about it, it's not the. Uh, sexiest point to make where you go but 
we're pretty good on it. And people are like, we're not talking about that though. It's yeah. Well, you know, I just, I see, I've got, I've got a bunch of nieces and they're about to graduate to college and you know, they're kind of, they're like, Oh, I, you know, we're all white. And they're like, Oh, I white people like this and that historically so bad. And I'm just like, gosh, I don't mind if you want to like look at things that we did, you know, and be like, Oh, well that, that I'm glad we don't do that now. But if you're only looking at what we did and not, like the full scope of the world. It's just, um, yeah. I don't know why we do that to our kids. I feel like it's really demoralizing and really confuses them. And and I think we have a lot to be proud of. And, and the fact that we overcame this human error that had been made for so long, this horrible thing, and we finally found our way out of it. I think we should celebrate that um, and stop demonizing our, our past. I agree. I agree. Do, what, what are your thoughts on reparations? Uh, if you have any. Man, I, I I think John McWhorter's point on reparations is is a really good point. Like, you know, I think um, of things like affirmative action is have been like a pretty effective form of reparations. I think, you know, I think it's always good to kind of reach out to poor neighborhoods or whatnot. I do that. I'm I'm with uh, Big Brother Big Sister, and I, you know, work with. Uh, someone that's from a poor neighborhood that happens to not be white, but not that that matters. So yeah, do what you can as an individual, but the government being like, yeah, let's just give money out in big sums to people. I mean, that's already had such a, in my opinion, a disastrous effect on communities since like the great society with LBJ. I think that that was like really disastrous and incentivized breaking up the family and having children outside of wedlock. And um, yeah, I think I saw, you know, I think investing in helping people, people can slip through the cracks and you should help them. You should, you know, de- I'm, I'm Catholic. So a lot of my time is, you know, dedicated in, in wanting to help others that are in need. But these government programs, I think, do a lot more damage. And a lot of times they're just kind of a money grab. Um, do you, do you yeah, have um, do you have kids? I do. I've got I've got one and I got another on the way. Congrats. Congrats. Are you going to send them to public school? Uh, oh, man. Good question, man. Even a lot of the Catholic schools right now are very indoctrinated. They don't even have like priests running them anymore. They don't even have Catholics teaching at them anymore. So, yeah, I'm looking at co-ops. They've got these really good co-op programs for anybody considering that. Just know you're not alone. There's a lot of people in your neighborhood, more than likely, that are in the same situation. And so a lot of parents are teaming up to jointly uh, homeschool their kids. There's some fantastic resources out there. So um, just know so, that if so you're in the So how does States, that work? Just a bunch of people on the same just like neighborhood kind of? They just all hire? Like what do you hire a teacher essentially? Uh, no, no. Well, you can do that. I mean, a lot of people do it in a lot of different ways, but basically you just find people in your area that are doing a co-op or want to do a co-op and you just find people with, uh, you know, in my case, I'm very interested in similar values. I have zero interest. I want my kids to have a classical education. I'd love for them to, uh, even know like some, uh, some Hebrew so they can read like the original, uh, you know, old Testament, um, no, like, uh, ecclesiastical Latin, things like that. So I really want them to have a traditional education and luck, lucky for me, there's a pretty strong Catholic community in my area. So, cool. um, so sorry, what exactly is, is what exactly is a co-op? Like do, like do the parents actually do the teaching or like, how does that, how does that, uh, work like structure wise? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people can really do it how, they want to they want to make it work like for example i have teachers in my family so i could get them to help with a co-op but there's some people involved with the co-ops and they don't teach the kids at all 
they just kind of like, you know, help in giving support or providing resources or what have you. So it's not it's not one size fits all. A lot of people can kind of come up with their own creative ways of doing it. Um, and uh, it's yeah. like decentral. It's like almost like decentralized or open source like school. Just literally just. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. And, and, you know, once my kids have a strong enough moral foundation, uh, I totally want to prepare them to go to like a public school type atmosphere. It's just when they're so young and they're so impressionable, that's when I don't trust it, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think if people figure it out, that's when you, you get them real indoctrinated right now. Cause that's, that's when it's the easiest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's on us again. And who knows, maybe this will be a blessing. Cause I think a lot of people are starting yeah. to look at homeschooling. So yeah. um, I don't know. And as I imagine a lot of that has to do with kind of COVID with, I guess, people realizing you're like, yeah, I guess we could just do this. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think, you know, it's just well, what do we want our kids weren't learning? You know, I realized so much of the stuff that I learned growing up was like such a waste of my dang time. And when I learn about how what education used to be like in the States and like all around the West and a lot of the and a lot of the world still has more of a traditional education, but like. I'm just like, man, I, I have one memory of my teacher sitting us down and making us listen to a full Alanis Morissette album and then talking <laughs> about how talking about how it made us feel. And I was like, what the fuck? What did I what was that? Like yeah, yeah. what does this have to do with anything? Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Thank you uh for calling in. Oh, that was great. Yeah, thanks, my man. Have a good one. You too, bye. Yeah, that's pretty interesting stuff. I I, I will say that I uh I'm I'm very flippant with certain issues that uh parents face i guess certain cultural things because i'm like it's not my problem but i do often think i go i would hate to have a kid right now that would be suck dealing with some of that stuff especially like having a kid like like a friend friends of mine if like they don't but if you have a kid who just comes home it's like i think i'm a different gender hello hi hey uh, thanks for calling the value yeah, no problem. I had, had a question first. I know sure. you're a big sports guy. Yeah. But are you a fantasy sports guy? I'm not a fantasy sports guy. I had a fantasy basketball league that I was doing uh, up for, I did it for like 10 years. And then the commissioner recently changed the rules where it was like daily. And then I was like, I, I was, mm. it was, you have to say your roster every Sunday. And then he changed it to like a daily, like keeper league thing. And I was like, I'm done. It's too much of my mental. And I was getting well, smoked every year. I just didn't follow it enough. That'll do it. Yeah. But uh, based off that reaction, maybe then you'll uh, like my opinion more. Okay. I'm working on it. I don't know exactly how I want to say it, but I think that astrology and crystals are a lot closer to fantasy basketball than more dudes want to admit. Uh, I mean, I don't know because aren't there – like I have a friend of mine, a friend of mine, Zach, who he does like super high-level fantasy baseball. He's like a really smart guy. And um, he's like really smart with math and numbers. And like, I, I see him tweet about like, like people who do like, there's like a world series of like fantasy baseball with huge cash prizes. Like, like people, you know, it's like buy-ins that rival, you know, the world series of poker. Like people have these huge buy-ins and I feel like there's obviously there's some luck involved but i don't know if i could see the exact comparison to like the i guess maybe i'm more asking i think it's similar how the say girls read into astrology and crystals read into the luck there mm -hmm. versus how dudes read into the luck 
with fantasy basketball. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I could see like you know, you you there is an element of luck in fantasy sports, but I remember when I was doing it, and you know, week one, you just have like your best, your first round pick tears his ACL, and you're like, all right, well, my season's over. But then it doesn't even necessarily need to be because then there'd be some people who would be so into it that. Every time someone had a good game, you'd like go check and they'd already been picked up or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a level where you can get really into it, but most of the people into fantasy sports yeah. aren't really into it. They just and want they're gonna they read just into want... their best player tearing their ACL like some girl's gonna look at a calendar <laughs> and say she had a bad month because she's a Virgo. Yeah, yeah, I can maybe see that. I feel like the chicks are way more into. They'll explain away. The thing is, chicks will explain away stuff that you you could probably could like have a very easy explanation, real life explanation. And they'll still be like, no, that was the crystal. And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure. It's... Well, as I always pick up Jacob Pertle and then he sucks right after. I've ah, Jacob Pertle, former uh, Toronto Raptor. Yeah. yeah and got... he might be back there later this season. Maybe we'll see. Um, all right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Take it. Yeah. My fantasy days are, uh, long gone uh let's go see what's going on in the q a someone says world economic forum does not want a one world government somehow the q a is turning into its own mini chat just just questions or not questions but your controversial opinions whatever do whatever you want hello Hey, Danny, how's it going? Maurice. Ah, hell, I mean, thanks for saying my name. Hey, what's up? Oh, sorry. I mean, you call in every week and you have a very recognizable, uh, very recognizable uh, voice. Nah, this isn't really controversial opinion, but people don't want to admit it. Okay. I think we need to reopen up uh, sane asylums and just pretty much take away like homeless people's free will. Like to believe we live in a healthy society where people like wouldn't just like live in Skid Row that they would like help themselves. Yeah, but we're beyond that point. So you're so sorry, like, sorry. You you cut out for one second there. So your controversial opinion is uh, that we need to reopen up insane asylums, insane asylums, and just, and just give homeless people a choice. Like either you get forced to help or you're like going to prison. But isn't an insane asylum for like, or you're saying that'll be like a rehab as well? Yeah, yeah, not like exactly how it was in the seventies, but just like open up these large mental institutions. Large men, oh, okay, and and then like basically Arkham Asylum kind of deal, but but essentially just sweep like, the streets, and they just yeah. pick up everybody, and then yeah, I mean that's a tough one in America. That's very un-American. Yeah. It feels like it for sure is only like it's. The other option is just doing nothing and just like everybody gets hurt. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I mean, clearly the issue I always wondered about this is that if you made drugs super affordable, right? Like if drugs were just so cheap now, obviously it would cause potentially other problems. But if you're someone who's like living on the streets, all you do is drugs. If you made drugs super cheap, would they just die? Would they overdo it because there's so much available or oh, isn't there was it like portugal or spain like well, legalized portugal, all drugs portugal legalized all drugs and then vancouver british columbia maybe sorry no the entire province of british columbia recently also legalized all drugs and you can get like heroin and shit from the government they will give you like tested 
super high Jeez. potency clean heroin that you buy well how's vancouver doing because last time i went there you guys have that what was it like kingston street that's pretty much like hastings. canadians get wrote hastings. hastings street yeah east hastings um how's it do i mean the thing is is like you're never really gonna get rid of uh like people who are like you know on drugs like i i don't yeah think, right and so to say like hey we're just gonna like put them all in a, a facility I, I mean it on paper maybe it seems good if the facilities are like of a certain quality i guess yeah but you know uh, it's it's harder to put into practice and you know building out these facilities and all, all oh, that, for sure all the infrastructure it, of them i mean it seems great on paper you go hey we're gonna like but then again the by force part i don't know i don't know because i guess you'd have to make all that stuff go to be like oh now this stuff is super illegal so like we're just gonna bust you for something that you're doing on the streets i, I mean i'm sure that's been discussed in terms of all these tent cities they're like how are we gonna crack down on them but I mean, East Hastings, in an odd way in Vancouver, almost has, I don't want to say it's figured out because it's not, and I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me, but they kind of localize. They go like, all these people, you go to this little area, and this is like, stay kind of in this area, and this is like your drug area. I don't know. And the and the city is doing their best to provide them with like, you know. Yeah. Well, isn't that like what they tried to do in The Wire, where they're like, yeah, this exactly. one Ham- street, Hamster everybody... Down. Yeah, yeah, sells out. But Otherwise, I mean, the alternative is you could be fucking like, you know, China or some shit. We go look, or you know, Singapore. We're like, well, we're just gonna uh, execute everybody who. I know. Who See, that's drugs. where like and that it works gets too. so hard. Well, I think is it isn't it Brazil where they're like, all right, after this day, if you sell drugs, guys, you're fucked. I think well, the Philippines, like the, the Philipp- yeah, the Philippines, their president Duterte or whatever I think is his name. He just was like went on this rampage of just killing drug dealers yep. and shit. And I'm sure he, you know, had some errors and probably killed some people who were not. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you have to kind of decide what kind of uh, like country you want to live in. Do you want to live in the country that like the president is just executing drug dealers? Some people do. Yeah, like some people do want to live in that, but that comes with, you know, other because uh, it just feels costs. so weird when there's like, like literally big homelessness is a thing. You know, like California spends like eight hundred thousand for like a one bedroom apartment for homeless people. I'm like, what yeah. is all that money? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but like you know, you see a lot of. I mean, New York. I don't know what, what it's like where you live, but like New York has a lot of homeless people, but. Homeless people, there are, and when I was living in Toronto, same thing, but like there are shelters and stuff for them. The problem is a lot of those shelters are like, you have to be here by 8 p.m. Like you can't. Yeah. Or like you have to be sober. You have to be sober and all this stuff. And they're just like, I would rather sleep outside in the frigid cold on the fucking sidewalk and still be allowed to do drugs and alcohol than have like a, you know, a bed in this thing. I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough situation. It's definitely so hard because especially like. Dude, just homeless veterans is a pretty mind-blowing concept. Like, you're just, like, protecting a fucking pedophile warlord and, like, you're homeless now. Pretty much. I mean, that is... But that's another thing. I'm sure there is some sort of... I could be wrong on this, but I imagine uh, veterans, there must be some sort of outreach where they try and help them, but they're in the same boat where they're like, look, I want to be able to drink and do drugs. And then the root issue is probably, like, you know, their PTSD, which they deal with. They self-medicate, and I don't know. Which mental asylums could help? Maybe. Get like a bunch of therapists and everything, some like antipsychotic pills. Maybe, 
But what happens if they don't want to take it? What if they go, I don't want to take these pills? And you go, okay, well, then you got to go back out on the street and you're just back where you started. I don't know. It's hard, it's, hard question. I, I'm, yeah. It's a hard question. It is. But uh, yeah, the I'm going to say on a scale of one to 10, you're, I'm going to start ranking these. That's a six out of 10. Marie says, round up all the homeless. <laughs> I didn't, fr- I didn't frame it that I didn't frame it that nicely for you, but yeah. All right. Well, good talking to you, Danny, right. as always. Take care. Bye. Maurice, everybody. Um, yeah. Veterans do really, someone said that uh, the goob says vets get no respect and it's true. They don't. Vets do not get respect. Uh, let's go to the questions here. Back to um, someone's. Let's go. Uh, meditation class should be mandatory for all kids. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. I I don't hang out. With my the only access I have to any any only kid I know is my niece. She's seven. I could not imagine she could meditate for more than fucking ten seconds. Hello, I'm just calling low value mail. Hello, Danny. Hi. Controversial opinion. Yes. Hi. Oh, I bet you got some. We are evolving in the wrong direction. Okay. What are you we're saying? We all got to learn how to swim better? No, I feel like we're evolving into this, like, digital projection of our fantasies, and we're no longer, we're, like, losing track of what it means to be human. I could see that, yeah. But what's the, I guess, what's the prescription here? How can you, because aren't you kind of just fighting the inevitable in terms of just the way that society is moving? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's nothing to do about it. There's but nothing I think to do it's about the wrong it. way. I just personally think it's the wrong way. I yeah. think I'm hoping it's like, well, here's the thing. This is why it's kind of an evolution because we can theoretically live eternally in digital space. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like are you, then, you're saying if they're and, able to like download your brain or something? Into the matrix. Well, just the idea that that now that digital space has been created and human and humanity is using more and more of its time on Earth in a digital mirage of what reality is, um, that will exist forever indefinitely. Like that is what reality will become. Oh, uh, I can see digital, it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's yeah. a good, especially with all like the the neural link and all that stuff and. You know, you got to figure. I, I, I was saying to to Ryan recently, but like, you know, at first with the Chat GPT stuff, I was like, yeah, whatever, it's mm-hmm. overblown. And then the more I use it, I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be an issue. This is yeah, prob- yeah. this is probably going to be I a mean, major problem. I think it's the wrong path. I think it's the wrong way to go. I think it's like a soulless. It's like stripping the entire soul. If you believe that humanity has a soul, it's creating this complete, um, you know, I guess fake memory for all eternity of what humanity ever once was or will be. So the idea with the uh, World Economic Forum, yep. I don't think it's completely far off, because these are the people with the most money to determine where humanity is going. And Jeff Bezos has already admitted that, or not even admitted, not like it was a secret. He is really into O'Neill. I don't, I'm not remembering his first name, but he, he wrote in 76... I'm forgetting the name of the book, but it's a it's a basically how humanity is going to become a a, a um, like an eternal species of the, of space, like a sing, like the Are singularity kind of thing. Sorry, like the the uh, well, singularity kind of like that uh, Ray Kurzweil or whatever. So so I I can't look it up because I'm on the phone with you right now. But there's a they're called O'Neill cylinders, 
and it's the idea that you you can create like a, a simulated Earth at any point in time, anywhere. Well, not any at any any yeah. point we get to the point where we're able to build these, you can build as many of them as possible. Okay, so I, I have it right here: the O'Neill Cylinder, Jeff Bezos's vision for an incredible civilization in space, su- supporting entire ecosystems. Yeah. So he said that we will at some point, maybe not in his lifetime, but this is something that he's interested in. And I feel like these people know what they're talking about because they have access to resources that we don't. And they have access towards, you know, uh, simulations of the amount of resources we have the planet on the planet and what humanity is going to look like over the next 40 to 50 years. So, so according to Bezos, and it's, I don't think it's theoretical. I think it's probably he's probably the closest to being able to achieve this. He wants to create these. Indefinitely. Okay. In this article, the first one that comes up is on Medium. Elon Musk, funny enough, says he thinks it makes no sense. The O'Neill Cylinder. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. It's, well, it's, it's, you got us our first. It's weird to think. You got us our first yeah. topic for the after show. We're gonna we're gonna delve into the, the O'Neill, O'Neill Cylinder. Cylinder. I've never heard this. I like when I learn new things on this show. Yeah. 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 So, um, but but. If uh, Bezos gets what his wish, it's going to be like he's going to be the like the the god pharaoh emperor. Oh, that's no good of his own little world for eternity. Essentially, I think it's the wrong path. But yeah, um, I do is... for sure think there will be some sort of like not cryogenic, but something with the you know your brain where it'll just they'll be able to download you know log on, log your brain online. Your body will probably deteriorate. Although at some point they probably will just cure aging. Like people are working so, on the problem of aging as like it's a disease, and they'll just cure it like it's a, a disease. A lot of a lot of where we're getting these visions of the future come from sci-fi novelists from like the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like pure Isaac fantasy, Asimov and all that shit. Someone's imagination, yeah. But it's what I think it's so arbitrary, and it's not examined of why is why are we projecting this future? It's just someone's imagination from the sixties. Like we can literally make any future we would want to make sure. why are we going well this i guess direction? we're limited it seems like everyone's into it you're limited by imagination at the end of the day yeah but it's 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 so un-american the <laughs> idea that, that that this teeny tiny amount of people who are accumulating as many res- like more resources there's never been an amount of power that's been held and I could be fact-checked on this, although I'm like I'm 99% on this. The, the 1% have a more amount of power than any other group of people have ever had on this planet. Oh, I believe and that. And they're dictating to the rest of the entire species what the species, not just not just like a kingdom, not just like a feudal state, like the entire species. They get to determine where we're going. Yeah. I don't. Like I mean, this. do you feel? I don't think we have to accept it. But do you think that people Sorry. can decide not to come along? Like. Uh, I mean, if they want to stay on Earth, I guess. Yeah. I, think that's, I mean, anybody who's alive right now is not like nobody who's alive right now. This is a question for them, really. Like nobody who is currently alive is going to have to make the decision of whether they need to go live in space. I mean, I guess yeah, it's, Musk, I guess it depends on what yeah. how far down the line you're talking. Musk in an interview was saying how his primary energy concern is to produce an amount of energy that will bring these like like nation-sized spacecraft into orbit because yeah. he's, he's like literally imagining Star Wars, but that's that's where that's where their consciousness is headed. We don't necessarily have to follow them, but if, yeah. if you believe that we have equal, 
we have equal power of consciousness. It's just not as it's just not as actualized in these people with all the resources. Right. And, and I guess once you can, matters. I guess once you can convince governments to get on board, because a government like does have the resources to put something like that. Uh, well, this is so. This is where I'm getting a little bit, like, ironically, out there and into space. Is this is kind of where I'm thinking like the founding fathers, who I'm very proud to be American and very proud to follow their vision of what they wanted this reality to be is this idea that there we do we have equal power of consciousness they just have more resources we're just not utilizing the the our abilities to the same extent that they are so we don't have to submit to their vision of what they think the future is going to be we can imagine our own if we want something better that's well said that is well said I have a feeling that okay. I have that a feeling that of yeah, uh, and I also think that uh, alongside that is grab your guns. Well, no, you don't have to imagine that future, right? You don't no. have to imagine that. You can imagine, and we're just learning. The more that we, the lowly plebs, are learning that we have this freedom of consciousness, and we are created equal to these people who have all the resources, just by actualizing and applying. Uh, and thinking outside of our own consciousness, I'm I'm going too far out there. But I think the point being is that freedom, <laughs> I, I, I freedom wins. Freedom's important. Freedom wins, and we haven't even really started to begin to actualize this vision of all men are created equal and endowed by their cre- creator by certain unalienable rights. Like I don't even think we've seen it yet. Yeah, I we're, think like this we're, is, we're moving we're too fast to past that there. point. Well, no, because we're starting to really see what America was for and and why it's so important for us to understand what tyranny is and why it's so important to protect freedom. And I don't think we're I think I think things are going to get radically freer personally. Hmm. That's just my little ray of interesting, probably uh, uh, a controversial opinion and a prediction. Um, All right. Cool. Good shit. Thanks. All right. All right. right, That's enough. All right. right, Have a great night. (laughs) Bye. All right, that was uh, that was a good one. We're gonna uh, we're gonna check out O'Neill Cylinders. If you want to join us on the after show, patreoncom mail or lowvaluemail.locals.com or hit the join button on YouTube and become a scrot. Yo, Danny. Yo, what's up? Yo, it's the Great Restart. Who's this? Oh, the Great Restart. Yo, how's it going, man? Good. Are we? live we are live dude this is we're doing it live i got two two quick ones one nfl definitely rigged government controlled on who wins what is the nfl nfl dude do you do you so i i tweeted about it recently i don't even want to retweet i don't retweet this because i feel like this guy's gonna block me if i retweet it so i screenshot it but this youtube we covered it in the patreon but the gematria effect on uh tw- his twitter is i believe it's the gamatria effect he has a youtube channel it's all about like basically gambling but his whole th- it's uh this at free to find truth gamatria effect news at free to find truth is the thing but his whole thing is that the nfl is totally rigged but by like not rigged by just like people it's like honestly rigged by like it's the nuttiest Twitter page, maybe, and that says a lot, but every time something happens in the NFL and they all use Gematria, which is like that old, like, uh, Talmudic math shit or whatever, and it is... Oh, those are the crazy people. Yeah, like... I 
I just think it's too convenient how some shit goes down in the NFL and some. But this guy's calls. whole thing is it's totally rigged. Like even when Demar Hamlin had a heart attack or whatever. He, so this is a recent tweet about so a player on Georgia, the football team, the national champions. He was uh, killed uh, a couple days ago, I think, or two days ago. Sadly, he was killed. And this is the guy's tweet. It says, funny how the George, this Georgia player was able to stay alive until just days after winning the college football championship only to die on 115 January 15th. And then he goes, killing. The word killing equals 115. Masonic equals 115. And he goes, recall, Georgia just won by a 58-point margin. Devin Willock, which I guess is his name, equals 58. Freemasonry equals 58. Secret Society equals 58 and 77. And then he goes, he wore number 77. Like, they just, it's nonsense. But anyways, this that just reminded me of this, because this guy, his whole thing is how the NFL is totally rigged. It, for me, it's more goes back to, like, the Romans kind of did the Coliseum shit. They knew keeping the masses mind the, uh, away from what they were doing, they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Sure. Pretty well worked, I feel like. I mean, I, similar. I think it's, like, slightly rigged but more just from a business state like how the if you've ever seen the 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 donahy the guy the cheating ref in the nba exactly um, and he was talking about and it makes total sense where the refs are like hey don't call these fouls on kobe bryant because he's the face of our entire business and people pay big money to watch him so don't have him foul out of games and you go yeah that makes pretty that makes sense yeah, so it's either something like that or a deeper, like, government issue. And then my other one is on COVID, yep. with COVID being released. Uh, you know, that definitely came from China. Sure. Did you ever ask why? What What would be a good reason for that? Um, I don't I, – I mean, my personal beliefs, and I, I, this was something I did think about, and if, if we're saying that – uh, Susan, don't ban me. But if if we're saying that like COVID was uh, released like in a nefarious, uh, you know, like malevolent manner, manner I guess. Yeah. Like China is the number two superpower in the world behind Correct. the United States. And yeah. maybe they were that was strategically a way for them to leapfrog or at least close the gap. And I don't you, have any data on it, but I wonder if that gap has closed. My guess would be yes. You, you have the right idea. What was the number one drain on their GDP that they have zero control over? And keep in mind, China doesn't give a fuck about people like we do. No. They care about money. Yeah. So what's the number one drain on their GDP prior to COVID? The elderly. The elderly. What's Re COVID what? kill? Really? Interesting. I mean, I'm just saying it's the number one thing that messed up their GDP that I, they had no control over. I will say, though, that then the zero COVID policy, unless that was all part of this huge charade that they've been doing for two years, only to now recently relax that. Because if you if you really want to just have it wiped through and get rid of them all, just be like, yeah, we have, we're just going to do that and good luck, old well, people. Well, because they had the riots and they released everything, there's some places in China that are 90% infected uh, and they're definitely dying at a higher rate than anybody else right now. Yeah, of the zero yeah, yeah. Policy. I understand that. I'm just saying, if they if their intent was to get rid of all the elderly, then it seems like they should just let them let it rip right away, right? Well, it did kind of rip right away until the zero COVID came in. That wasn't immediate policy. That's true. That is true. 
I, I wonder what the uh, da- what the stats are for uh, how, how many people. And I, and I checked old people on the GDP now because you don't know how that necessarily works. But that was. I mean, I wouldn't trust on. any statistics from China. Period. Right, and this was not based on that. But it was their yeah number one draw against their GDP was old people. What's COVID kill? Who released COVID? I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Hot take. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's possible. But those were my two. All right. Appreciate a restart. All right. Take care. See you guys. Bye. The great restart. Everybody, let's see what's going on over in the Q&A. Um, here's one. All alien abductions, sightings, etc. were always the government slash high people in power experimenting on humans with advanced technology they've had for thousands of years. All right. All right. Oh, oh. missed them. Um. Hello. Hello, it's Taylor from Texas. Hey, what's up, Taylor from Texas? How are you doing, man? So my most controversial opinion is that the government, the United States, specifically in the United States, uh, should be forced to provide every legal U.S. citizen with a firearm when they turn 18. Interesting. So every, you think that the U.S. government for your 18th birthday gives you what kind of so, firearm are we talking about here? Just a handgun. Just a handgun. I mean, I guess it would probably be standardized. So either a, a long, it'd probably be a long gun of some kind. Either long, yeah, probably a long gun is is good good place to start. Um, just because those are the least regulated. But the idea that uh, you know I hear, you hear all the time that healthcare is a human right, and so the government, so we should have universal healthcare. You know, obviously you're from Canada. They have. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but it's pretty dang close to what you would get from that. Uh, it's um, universal for like everything, but you're uh, like not for dental, but pretty. It's not. It doesn't cover dental or uh, pharmacy like prescriptions, even though prescription right, medications right. are like so much cheaper in Canada. It's crazy. I uh, so when I hear the yeah. argument that healthcare is human right, I don't automatically connect that with the government should provide it for you. Um, but if that's the logic that everyone makes, then self-defense or in the United States, the right to own a firearm is a human right. So yeah. then why should the argument not be that the government should provide it for you? I guess the problem with that is that a lot of people would be like, I don't want a gun. They just wouldn't yeah, take correct. it. And you're more than welcome to not accept it. Shouldn't it be, shouldn't it be closer to some sort of like when you turn 18, you just receive like a sum of money that you could use for say, you know, whatever you want, I guess whatever you want, but you know, maybe it could. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the whole, just giving a straight cash. Cause then you could use it for whatever you want. But I, I guess my, my argument, like uh, uh, there was a, a small town, I think it was in Georgia that was having, uh, and I say small, like a population of like 520 people. Yeah. yeah. Um, like proper and they were having a huge rise in burglaries. And it was just like a, a, a one group of guys that were like burglarizing the place. And so the mayor came up with an idea and that was, he wrote like a, a cause it's not a law cause he's the mayor. I guess it would be like a declaration of emergency or something like that, where every house, if you owned the house that you were living in, it, you were required to have a gun in the house. And if you didn't, then the tax funding that the, the, the city had, the town had would buy you a gun and you had to have a gun. And the burglary rate dropped by 98% in two months. Interesting. Do you know the name of this town? 
I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. I could uh, probably try to Google it. Hold on. Georgia, Georgia mandatory. What is yeah, it? I want to say it was in the 80s. Mandatory gun. It was in the 80s. Uh, Georgia town gun ownership. Kennesaw, Georgia, local law says that every head of household residing in the city limit is required to maintain a firearm. Uh, that, that would be it. It would be from... Because uh, I think it's still in effect. Um, and Snopes covered this. They did a fact check. Not that Snopes is shit at all. But it says, in 1982, the Kennesaw City Council unanimously passed a law requiring heads of household to own at least one firearm. People all over the county said there would be shootings in the street and violence in homes. And a five hundred, yeah. In fact, it caused the crime rate in the city to plunge. And then Snopes says this is mostly false. And again, it's Snopes; they're clowns. But uh, I don't know. We'll look. We'll look into this more in the in the after show. But it doesn't say that. It says it's mostly false. And knowing Snopes, that means it's mostly true. So the thing I would hope that would happen from this is that you would build a culture that would teach people about firearm and firearm safety at a much younger age and, you know, teach the respect that firearms. And then when you have that level of an armed society, everyone has to have a certain level of respect for each other. Sure. It's like, and so I just feel like that's one of those things that it, that would be a big cultural shift. And there's a lot of people who talk about how like the conservative, you could say conservative. It's almost like a, yeah. I was, conservatives are always losing. They never push their own thing, right? They're always just trying to hold back the other side. This would be my argument for making that push. It's like if you're if they're going to push for that, fine, then push for this. Sure, sure. It's it's almost if if anything, it's almost like a big ask as well. Or you know, eventually, it's just repeal some of the firearm restrictions that we currently have. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I will say with the with the health, like as just like a. I guess push back to that, but with the universal health care, like that also applies to people, you know, under the age of 18 who would not have a gun, which is right. tens of millions of people. And then also like, you know, the infirm and all that stuff. I, as someone right, who comes right. from I mean, Canada, I'll say that's the really like the only thing this country is missing is. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm can't have using that as like an argument. I yeah, don't yeah. necessarily have any, like to me, if, if universal health care, like if it was certain limitations and my, my issue is that I just don't like the government having, the right to do anything like uh, another sure. controversial opinion i would say is that like i'm technically against the, the death penalty in the sense that i don't think the state should ever be have, have the ability to put someone to death but at the same time i think we should be way more lenient on civilians killing criminals during the act of a crime um sure. like uh, the the case in houston recently where right. the guy at the taco shot shot the guy Right. right. Like, yeah. Well, I think he he's, I mean, if you've seen the video, I'm sure you have. I think he's in hot water mm-hmm. for when the guy was like, when he grabbed, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, but when he grabs the guy's gun and then just drops one, another one in him for good measure. And, and, and I'll be honest, that shot, looking at it, like, because I watched it a lot and, and you almost see like him kind of jump when he does it. I think he will argue that was a negligent discharge Mm. that like, you know, as as you squeeze one hand, you typically squeeze the other. And if he's still hyped up on adrenaline from having for sure, for sure, you go to grab that other gun and you squeeze one hand, that hand squeezes. And he just happened to be, you know, he's still holding it on the guy because he still had a legitimate reason to hold, you know, to have the guy at Uh, gunpoint. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and maybe and maybe so he'll get off. off maybe he'll get off yeah. for, for for that reason exactly. But yeah, that is, I think. What, I mean, I think most people agree that's why he's in trouble. And I guess, and again, like in that case, like I would look at like from a because at the end of the day, the DA just if he would have simply not brought charges, there'd be nothing there. And to me, it's one of those things where I think that. Um, like, I mean, there was the bodega owner this past summer. There was the bodega owner in New York who stabbed the guy who was like trying to get yeah. behind his counter. And they, but I believe he was ended up being released. Um, I mean, New York is the wor- maybe one of the worst places in America for this, but you're not allowed to even defend yourself in New York, let alone well, you want to talk about is, like carrying out, uh, you know, defending yourself. You're like, you're legally not allowed to defend yourself in New York City. Well, and, and that's the thing is that like the, the bodega owner, yeah, he got out, but like how much rigmarole did he had to go through? Oh, your life gets turned get... upside down. Yeah. You know? And so like that to me, if anything, that in itself is a punishment to prevent people from trying to defend their own rights and properties. Sure. But also then what happens when the, you know, obviously the wrong people, again, it's like every time there's going to be edge cases in one way or the other in your scenario, the wrong people, you know, people are going to be getting killed who probably shouldn't be. And then, you know, that'll be its own, its own problem. It's like, no matter yeah, what, I mean, you're always going to have one or the other. I think when you're looking at a, at a, at a sample size this large, there's no such thing as a solution. There's only trade-offs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's well said. Um, all right, cool. Thank you for calling in. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. <sighs> Mandatory guns. Uh, that would be, that'd be interesting. Guns for all. 18th birthday, get a gun. Um, let's go over back to the Q&A. Someone says, we should kill anyone who molests any kid under 13. I'm sure you'd, uh, I'm sure you'd find a lot of people who agree with that. I'm certain of it. Hello? Hello. Hey, what's up? This is uh, Gilly from Florida. Gilly from Florida. How you doing, man? Okay, I have something very controversial. Woo! Let's go. More government. I don't want this. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like you know, I you said, don't hear this a lot from somebody from Florida. So let's let's hear it, Gilly. Okay. So what the pro the problem that's going on right now is more corporations are in power versus the actual government. So the reason why people are getting fat, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but the reason why people are getting fatter, uh, corporations come in and say, hey, you guys should eat sugar. It's more healthy. They get into FDA. They make them put candy and shit as healthy things. Absolutely. Well, um, I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, but I was talking about that new uh, the new food guidelines or whatever that just came out where they were saying that Lucky Charms were uh, yeah, tough exactly. universe and Lucky Charms are healthier than steak. See, and... that's what happens when the government's not governing. You have corporations with money interests governing. And, but, but don't uh, corporations it's... generally, like, a, you know, the people who run corporations oftentimes are can be, this you know, in the same kind of class as people who are heads of state. So often they kind of commingle. Yeah, they do commingle, but it's only commingling because of what how um, broken the government is now because of more and more people wanting less less government. When there's less actual government, other smaller governments happen in the you know at the bottom level, and it's what is a um, 
what is a corporation? It's just like a little mini government in your country. Sure. So in with when they have more power, then they can actually have more money and lobby the weaker government. So when you say more government, you mean literally just more elected officials, like more regulatory no, agencies? No, uh, yeah, I would say more regulatory agencies, more uh, actual people doing the work, uh, more, um, uh, you know, like I said, controversial, more IRS agents actually uh, going after these big corporations and trying to break them up to cause them back to get back down so they can actually be more controlled so the people are in power versus these corporations sure because what's happening is like think about like a classroom 10 people in the classroom um if everybody's paying five bucks or whatever it's a stronger classroom if only like a a little bit of the people are um this is a bad analogy but if only only like only a small amount of people have the money and the other people have less money it's the let's just say the teacher for this shitty analogy uh they're only going to listen to the people with money sure yeah yeah i understand what you're saying i I mean i'm sure there could be some sort of i mean it's again it's like the last caller though it's trade-offs that you're making at that point because uh you know like like if you want these things you just yeah you, you have to uh, you have to make a lot of trade-offs with this kind of stuff like you, well yeah i i think it's uh the us the us is completely fucked and it's not going to get better more and more corporations are going to have more and more power and because if you want more... that's the thing if you want to tie up all these corporations with even more red tape then you know that then you know economically you're probably worse off and it's less desirable for people to come bring the con- companies and do business in America. They're like, I'll do business in the country that's not going to give me all these problems. So, you know, there, yeah, but, there's like a delicate balance there. But you, when you think about it, it's only the big companies are like that. We want m- not more red tape for smaller companies, but the, all we need to weed out all these big companies so we can actually have more competition because what's happening is since they have more less red tape they can do a whole bunch of monopolies and now you're going to have a big huge company it's going to be google netflix and uh coca-cola versus pepsi amazon and you know yeah you just want more government intervention okay i i see what you're getting at um all right cool thank you for calling i appreciate it thank you Oops, hung up on him. Yeah, I don't. Uh, people were not liking that in the chat. Uh, I get what he's. I, I understand what he's saying, but that's a bunch of. I mean, again, you're talking about like communism. Essentially, you want you, we need less government, not more government. But again, that's his controversial opinion, and that's probably the most controversial opinion of the night. Actually, that's the thing that got the most people fired up. Hello, extra call, low value mail. Hello. Hey there. Hey, what's Sorry up? about that. All good. Uh, uh, two quick ones. Yep. Uh, first controversial opinion, not very controversial. I think the guy about the whole entire COVID thing being released, I think he's overestimating how incompetent <laughs> the Chinese government is on regulations. Yeah. So I think it was just an oopsie. You think, I think it was, it was just an a, a big oopsie daisy? And then they were, like, trying to hide it. Uh, they just made a mistake. I think someone fucked up at one point. They dropped a vial somewhere. 
Well, what, broke do, something, what about like the whole? Yeah, yeah. But what about like? Do, do you think? I guess this is a different diff, different issue, but with the whole like, essentially the U.S. government circumventing gain of function research by like going to. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 but I think the whole entire reason. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that's that, that's another story. But, I but yeah, think you think that's just that's just how like, it got out. It how it got like, out was just like on someone's bottom of someone's yeah, shoe, shoes. Someone fucked up, someone's and then up. China just lied about it to save face. I agree. Like, why would I you agree. That is the most someone. Likely. I dropped something, and now he got COVID. Went home, infected everyone. I mean, imagine you. They like imagine that person, assuming that they're still alive, which I doubt in China. But if you were that person, you're like, oh. man, my fucking work mistake. Like, you know, people, everybody here who watches the show or whatever, like, oh, you, you work a job. Sometimes you fuck up at work. Generally, when you fuck up at work, it does not kill two million people or however many millions oh, of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some person oh, who's yeah, like, yeah, yeah my, my work fuck up, and I killed millions of people. Like, that's an all-time. Well, you know, funny funny story about that. Uh, what was it? Like, 1943, 1945. Uh, back in the war days, uh, America was flying a nuke across some place. It fell out, and if it was armed, it would have went off. But it wasn't, so it survived. But two people died. Where was this? Because it's a big. I uh, don't really Oklahoma, Idaho. Someone's uh, a America state. accidentally. Uh, yeah, dropped, you can look it up. America accidentally. A nuke. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you can literally. Yeah, you can Google that alone, and you'll find the whole entire thing. Oh, here we go. America accidentally dropped. The U.S. narrow was narrowly spared a disaster of monumental proportions when two Mark Thirty Nine hydrogen bombs were accidentally dropped over Goldsboro, North Carolina, on the twenty third of January. 1961. Yeah. Oh, 61. Oops, I was yeah. way off. Whatever. But, uh, I mean, yeah, no. That's... Eh, close enough. Yeah. Damn. But, yeah, but imagine being that guy, being like, whew, I'm fired. And yeah. I'm probably going away. But, like, <laughs> You're like, I, I am so fucking you. fired. Holy shit, I'm so uh, fired. But uh, the second one, a little bit more controversial. I don't think, I don't like the narrative of, like, how we stole North America. Yeah, uh, I think it was more of a you know. I, think I mean, you definitely Americans stole. Uh, I no, think no offense, we, but from the from my reading, uh, oh contracts, contracts. If we're talking contracts, I 100 percent think no, that's no, 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 no. Think... I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the the southern, oh. the southern part of of. I guess not North America, oh. but America. Oh, yeah. Like reading um, the Howard well, yeah. Zinn People's History of the United States, and like, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I, until I didn't even know until I was 30 years old that like. You know, all these states were just part of Mexico, and then y'all just fucking took them. Like, they, they weren't, like, yeah. treaties or whatever. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you bought Manhattan from the Indians. This was just, like, yoink. Like, this, Well, the- there was America's big stick policy. That's how the... I, that's why another controversial opinion. I think the Virgin Islands should be another state. But, you know, I'm not American, so I can't really vote on that. Why do you, th- why do you but, uh, um, think there should be another state? Just because uh, they use your currency, they're able to join your military and stuff. I think there's a couple of islands. Puerto like Rico, as well. Puerto Rico's like, but that like as well, right? Puerto Rico. So yeah, but like, long story short, I, I my my controversial opinion was about. Uh, I think the reason why we were able to take North America because I think we were just, if you want to be really like nitty gritty with it, I think we were an invasive species, like just like uh, anacondas in Florida. We showed up and we just happened to outcompete, like. Yeah, we're I top think the dogs. reason why they really lost was germs because, like, you got to keep in mind, Europe was living in filth for 200 years. 
What was they that? didn't have plagues. Uh, Europe, like uh, all the European yeah, cities, yeah. France, uh, sure. England, yeah, they yeah. just lived in like the, the the black. All the major things that kill you, the Black Death, cholera, and all that stuff, is because they lived in literally filth. Like, yeah, they, they in... drank their own shit. That's what cholera is. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, but they survived, and then they go to North America, a pristine land where the Native Americans are mostly nomadic, and then hey, how's it going, bud? shake a guy's hand and then he goes back to his tribe and wipes them out in like three weeks because they're like, ah, so I don't think it was like, and then we made war. So I think it was more of a conquest, but then I do feel bad about the whole entire treaties that we broke and like really fucked them over the trail of tears and everything. Yeah. So I think we should like do something to compensate and fix the treaties. I mean, I know in Canada they're doing a lot of heavy lifting with those land acknowledgements. Well, yeah, I think that's I think the land acknowledgements are more than enough. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, yeah, cool. I agree with you. Well, Daddy, I had a great time. Sorry Thanks for, for uh, chatting you up so much. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Uh, controversial, controversial opinion. It is. All right, we got. Oh, hello. Hey, Danny, how's it going? Good, Joe the lawyer. Everybody, how you feel, man? Uh, still a little under the weather. <laughs> you sound sick still. Yeah, I can hear it. Uh, what's up? What is your most controversial opinion? Okay, so you know how there's a uh, um, a population issue where people aren't having as many kids as they used to, especially in Western countries. Yep. <laughs> I blame the uh, this whole like woke agenda. Okay. I don't think that's the sole issue, uh, like the sole factor, but I do think that it is a heavily contributed one. The, the fact of the matter is it is much harder for people to, uh, I mean, people don't want to get married now, but it's it's just harder in general for people to do it. To get My married? Grandparents, y- yes, well, because uh, what I mean is, um, like my grandparents, uh, they met, my grandmother was like, I don't know, 18, my grandfather was like 35. Uh, nowadays, you know, oh my gosh, a groomer, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, my wife I mean, never would have gone out with s- me if I hadn't lied to her. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. I will say though, with that groomer debate, like that is only really applied to any sort of public figure. I'm sure right now there's tons of dudes who are 35 getting with 18 year olds in some small town somewhere where neither of them are like, you know, and nobody cares. Like, I just think that, like, that whole groomer thing, I think, is just, like, if you have any sort of profile, then it's really uh, looked down upon. But I know what you mean. I I mean, I will say that people's lives have become so comfortable that people are, everybody's trying to just delay this stuff as well. Like, I mean, myself included. Like, you know, when I was in my 20s, I did not even consider wanting to have a family. Like, it was like, I was like, I do not want to do this. And I think it was like, uh, I... I, you know, circumstantial that I was able to just be like, yeah, I don't need to. No, again, I mean, I was, you know, obviously I come from a religious uh, background. Of course, of course. So, like, you know, we're pressured into it from a young age. Mm-hmm. I got married at uh, 24, and that was, like, late. Yeah, that's late, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, you uh, the you guys are trying to reproduce and, you know, it's it's not a yeah. not a bad thing, but um, I I do see what you mean with that to a degree. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, a country can't sustain itself. Multi, like this, is, the social security can't sustain itself unless you have more people paying taxes. You need to have more children. Like, okay, uh, 
I think that forget about like, I mean, you know, morally, which I do think that, you know, th- there's an issue there. Um, this, this is very controversial. I think that abortion should be banned, but in most cases, uh, yeah. however, I think that going along with this, th- this is just because we need to have more people, more Americans. Uh, the way to go about this though, is not, you can't just, you know, ban it uh, like that. There needs to be a number of government programs uh, to prop this up in terms of um, healthcare for the, uh, while someone is, you know, pregnant and, uh, you know, after they have, like, just the proper proper incentive structure. I will agree with you. When when they repeal Roe v. Wade, that was my conspiracy theory was that they're doing it because the population, like the birth rates are declining and they just need more bodies. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's it's something that's very uh, like people are worried about it. Yeah. Hello, Joe. All right, we lost Joe. We lost Joe, but I will agree with Joe on that one. Um, America is. It's, I mean, the whole economy is just a giant Ponzi scheme. I just watched the Madoff documentary, which is pretty good, pretty wild shit. But it is. We're just. It's a giant Ponzi scheme. And you gotta, you need more people to keep the Ponzi going. Hello. Hey, Danny. Hey, what's up? Hey, I got a pretty uh, controversial statement here. Well, okay. I guess someone consider it controversial. I think that um, this is a bit different from what else you've been talking about, but I think that firearm education should be taught in elementary school and middle school. Did it not used to be in America? Yes, it did. And uh, our gun crime was much lower. But that's a whole different multivariable problem. Do, do you know why it was phased out? Was it... Uh, do you know scary. They kill people. Okay. Do, wh- when did they phase it out? Like the 70s or something? 60s, 70s, 50s. It's been slowly going away. I mean, yeah. even for me personally, I was uh, captain of my high school rifle team. And I made it to all county. And then the year after I graduated, they dissolved the team. They just dissolve? Why? Just because yep. guns? They, just, they, just cause... they were just like, we're just like, we're not doing this anymore. I was still in contact with a few people that were like on the team. And uh, they were like, yeah, they just shut the whole thing down. They just don't want to do it anymore. It's not like there's no money. Like I'm in a pretty... I was in a pretty decent school district on Long Island, so. Mm-hmm. So it could be they just were like, we don't want to have gun. What, what year was this that they shut it down? Oh, nine, 2010. Okay. So they just were like, this is, that's it. But, you know, I, I think a lot of times people like, you know, they hear about like, oh, they had an accident while they shot their gun while they were cleaning it. A lot of times people just say that because they fucked up and they don't want to admit it. Um, and it's not, I have plenty of guns i'm literally holding one right now it's near impossible i, I to, literally just heard it <laughs> yes it's it's near impossible to accidentally shoot a gun you have to be breaking one of the main three rules of gun safety which is make sure it's not loaded don't point it at anything you don't want a very big hole in and keep your finger off the fucking trigger you have to break one or many of those in order to accidentally discharge a firearm. Right. And I, well, I guess what people would say is they go, look, we're doing our best, but people, people keep breaking these rules. But uh, I, I, it's uh, the, the problem is, is that it conflicts with, in my opinion, your God given natural right to own a firearm and defend yourself by whatever means you choose best. Sure. And a lot of times that's going to be a firearm. 
I mean, that's the smartest. Unless you're a psycho, it should be. Yeah, well, I mean. Like if you, the, the problem is, is that. If you want a you samurai know, sword, I guess you should be allowed, but that's frightening. It's um, It, it conflicts with the the softening that's been happening to the American populace. And people are um, strangers to violence. And unfortunately, I think that's... You, you that's, say they're strangers to violence as a negative thing? Yes, to some degree. Think about it like this. When, when a butterfly is hatching from its cocoon, it has to struggle to get out. Everyone needs some kind of struggle. You know how there's like... You can just tell that some people have never been punched in their face ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. And and when people go up and they grow up and become adults and they see no need for, for violence or anything like that, even if it's a perfectly justifiable, positive use of violence, like somebody's raping your child and you shoot them in the face, like, you know, most people would consider that, yeah, that's a good thing. But sure. there was still violence that needed to be done in that particular scenario. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean the 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 actual like pacifists who are, you know, the no no exceptions pat, you're like you're not living in any sort of reality like to think that, that that's an option where you go, oh, we'll just have no violence ever under any circumstances. It's it's just it's just silly to me. Like um another thing that never crosses people's minds is that a lot of people that own guns like that don't live in metropolitan areas they don't own guns for other people they own guns for the wildlife sure because a lot of times the wildlife is trying to kill them because yeah we had a caller a last week actually about an ocelot that they but then we watched the video on the ocelots and just looked like a cat yeah i i uh i had a friend uh in alaska and um he's a geologist so he gets like flown via helicopter to like remote places of Alaska to go fucking hit rocks with a hammer. Yeah. yeah. My friend um, in, in, uh, Alberta and on, he does, he's the helicopter pilot. He does that. Oh, bit. nice. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. That's good shit. But, mm -hmm. um, he was up there on some random fucking cliff face and he hears like a rustling and he turns around and it's a grizzly bear charging at him. And he happens to keep 44 Magnum on his hip. So he draws it and shoots the bear. If he wasn't allowed to own a gun, my friend would be dead today. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for, so a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. don't realize that. No no and question about that. That like you you know, there's like wildlife, they're not like, Oh, you don't have a gun, I guess I'll go home. Like they'll yeah. yeah they're in a lot of remote places. A lot of the the I these ideas too are from city people who are like, Yeah, well what do you need a gun for? And you're like, Yeah, not everybody yeah. lives the life you live. I think honestly that's part of the bigger issues with America is like the disconnect between how city people live their lives and how the country, quote unquote, people live their lives. It's two I don't want to say very different lifestyles, but they are very they I are mean, different in, I in live key in, ways. Me living in New York City, like I often think like this is the the exact opposite life of probably most people. Like sometimes I'm in New York City, I go, This is what a weird ass fucking city this is. <laughs> the city is kind of fucking weird. Yeah, it is. Um all right, cool. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Later. There we go. That, you know what I like? I like to know that some percentage of my audience is just listening to this show while they're literally cleaning their guns. I don't know why I like that, but I just like the just the imagery of just cleaning their guns. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, yo. It's Christian from uh, Oklahoma. What up? Christian from Oklahoma. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. 
All so right. Controversial, controversial opi- opinion. Yes. All right. Hmm. Uh, I believe conservatives do not care about culture. You believe that conservatives do not care about culture. You want, can you elaborate on that? All right. So um, you usually see a lot of them care more about politics than actual, actually like intervening in something that's not typically apolitical. Like, uh, say, like you look at like entertainment. Yeah. What? That uh, you see, like last the last like at least twenty to thirty years, you can tell it's been very liberalized, but not in the sense of being inherently politically liberal, but just more liberal values. You're saying in entertainment. Yeah, in entertainment. I, yeah, I mean, I, I will say as someone who's, I guess, kind of in the entertainment industry. I guess I kind of am. I, I mean, I am, but like I'm not. Yeah. Not in any, but like yeah, the people who I hang out with are all pretty liberal i mean the hubs for all entertainment are like the two most like liberal cities new york and la and then you know and then that dictates the culture for a lot of the world to be honest like there's very few openly conservative people in uh in those things so yeah i mean i I think that's just kind of a natural extension yeah because like i was thinking about this like the uh the other day because you know typically conservatives do make fun of like People who are like public figures slash celebrities and everything, and I'm like, bro, these are the type of people you need to reach out to, to help you like grow bases and stuff. When you look at like people like normies and stuff, yeah, they're trying to get those type of people on board, and they they consistently fail on that issue, and they're always complaining and stuff. That's why you see like the the Daily Wires and all them have these like complaint boxes and sub boxes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, like the entertainment is and culture is is uh, left leaning. There's no question about it. Yeah, like like the, I saw on Drudge Report, they post like page views on for all the top sites, and one and two are in America, or I guess the world would be New York Times and CNN. So they they do have larger influence. Number three was Fox. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know though. Um, all right. Cool. And then one more. Oh, thing sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is, no. uh, thank you for uh, let me shout out my YouTube man. I got a couple subscribers and uh, hell yeah, keeping it going. Nice. I mean, if anybody, I'm I'm telling you as someone who's in the YouTube game, it is a tough game. Uh, if anybody wants to call in and you want to shout out your uh, YouTube channel, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, what what is your YouTube channel again? What what do you cover? Oh, uh, Christian Schmidt ninety five. Christian Schmidt. But uh, I'm. I'm probably going to be doing some more Rumble stuff because I think that's the next wave is Rumble. Uh, I think so too. Rumble, they actually just re-updated their site recently. It looks slick. Yeah. Shout out to all the people who are watching over on Rumble, by the way. And and they've been uh, they've been trying to get a bunch of YouTubers to join their thing right now. They have been. I saw Bob Menery actually is starting like a, he's something on Rumble from the Super Bowl. And uh, they're actually a publicly traded company. So I guess they're using their uh money that they're raising uh in the uh, capital markets to to make some moves uh which they got steve will do it they got russell brand they got a bunch of people so uh there you go um all right christian thanks for calling him bye appreciate it i was uh christian from oklahoma does rumble have an app yet they do have an app and uh live chat element of the app is pretty good 
Hello, Joe. Hey, Danny. How's it going? I don't know what happened. I think my call got dropped. It's okay. It's probably the government. They don't. We're getting too close. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wanted to warn people, though. You do need to be careful about uh, stating your controversial opinions. Uh, there's a judge in uh, Kings County uh, who is currently in a lot of hot water because she had some uh, very racist and homophobic opinions that uh, did not go over well. Yeah, I think. How did she release release them? T- talking to people, and people heard her and reported it, and uh, it uh, you know then they had her removed. What's then her last? Realized, what's her last name? Oh gosh, I don't Cohen remember. or uh, Nipple? I, have to look it up. Uh, I, I know it was a uh, the, the it was uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to Google it. Okay. Uh, they they had her oh, uh, here removed. We go. Then, uh, then they had to send her back because you can't do that. It's, it's an elected position, uh, so she's working, but they're just not giving her any cases. So she's just getting paid, you know, two hundred grand to sit there and do nothing. Yeah, um, I found it right here. Her name is Judge Harriet Thompson. I will say one of the weirdest things to me about America is that judges are elected. That is so bizarre to me. I think I've said this before, but that is so strange that and sometimes people have said that, like in certain counties in America, like the judge is not a lawyer. So it depens where Um, it happens. You can be Supreme Court judge uh, without being a lawyer. That's which is insane. Crazy. Yeah. Has Uh, that ever happened? New York. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened, but okay. you can do that. Uh, in New York, uh, you do have to be a lawyer for like X amount of years, and it, it's a whole process. But the entire thing, it's all chosen by the party. I know a number of judges, um, and you know they explained to me how this all happened. They just they cozied up to the party, um, and the party put them on the ballot. You know that it's it's always it's always a Democrat. It's you know, and they make sure you're put on the ballot and you're going to get elected. Don't you worry, Republican. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, and, and it's just and there are a lot of people, by the way, who would otherwise be Republican. Republicans uh, that are judges sure. and other they, than they're just, yeah, yeah they, they have to play the game. It's and is, uh, it, is and it understood that you're like, and you're also going to like, you know, your decisions are going to be in line with the party in general. Um, not, not exactly. Uh, but if you make too much noise the other way, then, you know, you might get us. Oh, they'll tell you, you're not, we're not, you're not gonna be on the ballot next time. Right. Cause uh, like every time you get, you know, you have to get reelected, um, which is nuts. Uh, well, the one thing I think is crazy is they actually have um, a competent, like once you reach a certain age, uh, you have to take a test to make sure you're competent and get recertified. That's and fine. they have that they have that for judges and not for a president. Yeah. I mean, imagine the, the uh, like geopolitical calamity if the president failed that, though. <laughs> like it would like the literally like the stock market would open down 8% if, if the president well, I just think that at that point, once you reach once you reach like seventy years old, you, you, and you take it, and you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't pass, then it just should go to the vice president. Yeah, you know, like, um, the, so it happens. You, you could there are cases of people who aren't aren't lawyers that become judges, uh, and this does happen in New York, but you they have to have passed the bar and they're technically you know and be admitted so they went to law school but they never actually practiced law they just they worked, understand. Uh, law. Uh, yeah, and and also you do have to be like technically working in the legal field for X amount of years. But usually, like there's some people, uh, one judge in particular I know who is the worst. He's never practiced law a day in his life, but he 
his father was this big shot in the Democratic Party, got him uh, like basically this clerkship where he did nothing for like seven years under another judge. And then as soon as he was able to be put on a ballot, his father arranged he was put on the ballot. And now he's been a judge forever. And the guy doesn't know anything about the law. Yeah. And I will say another crazy thing with is, is how they like, cause in Canada, it's way different. You don't vote for all these people you've never heard of and know nothing about other than their party affiliation, like the judges and stuff here. Whereas like in Canada, at least like when you go to the ballot, you're like voting for like the prime minister or like, you know, the head of the, the province or, you know, at least like your, like your ward or whatever in the city. But I guess like, like who knows anything about the judge when they vote for them? Yeah, well, they just I mean, vote for them because of the party, the- I guess. Right. If it was up to me. Uh, yeah. Like if I would make it that, you know, you cannot put the party on the ballot. Yeah. So you would just see the name of people and you better do your own research. That's to decide a who good, you want to vote for. that is a good idea, Joe. I mean, that'll probably never happen in a million years, but that's a great idea actually is you just, cause the moment that, I mean, people, the confused looks on people's faces, <laughs> if there was no party, when they went to the ballot box, they would literally, it would be like uh, playing the lottery at that point. It would be like, I like that guy's name. That, that, that person's name is, that, that name's lucky. Or this is like the person's first name is the name of my dog. I guess I'll vote for them. You probably have a lot of people changing their names to like really cool sounding names. Oh, absolutely. Like the Max Powers and all that shit. There would be lots of that. Um, all right, Joe. Thanks for calling. I appreciate you, man. Okay, thank you. That's a fantastic idea. No party affiliations. Um, someone said, by the way, I saw in the chat, they go, well, how is being appointed... Uh, better than than being elected which i guess i i see the point but i'm just saying you should be like a lawyer to be a judge hello hey what's up brother what is happening it's uh tim from ontario hey good uh, old ontario what's up man yeah man just uh watching the leaf and then uh they went started to tune in fuck yeah buddy uh it's <laughs> crazy my uh, 5-4, Matthews tied it up with a second left in the second. Or sorry, he brought it within one, and then uh, Willie scored off his head <laughs> to tie it up. Willie scored off of Austin Matthews' head or off of his? No, I really scored off his own head. He was, like, looking for the pocket bouncing off of him. Fucking hilarious. There we go. Nylander with the, with the <laughs> dub. All right, that's our uh, hockey talk section of the show, everybody. Leafs win. Um, yeah. All right, what's up? What's your most controversial yeah. opinion? Woo! Okay, controversial opinion is... They should have uh, never got rid of headshots in hockey. They should bring them back. You know, I was always told to keep your fucking head up when you're going up the ice. So yeah, you know like, what? I was I was watching that Wayne Simmons fight uh, with uh, Nick Foligno, and I, so they they uh, the Leafs were in Boston a few nights ago or on the weekend or whatever. And it's so weird how like because they they got rid of fighting in hockey, and but now like they don't make any attempt to take their helmets off and they have like visors and shit. You're like, what is even the point of this? Like, what is the point of having a fight when you like, it's not really a fight because you're throwing these punches, but you're like, you know, you can't punch somebody in like the visor. You might fucking slice your hand open. And you see it all the time. The guys, they get into the box and their hands are bleeding and they didn't do any damage to the other guy. Yeah, but it's like, exactly. So it's like you destroy your hands, but then also like, you know, they're not really like, Look, I don't know. It's, it's I, I like they were like, oh, this is like the fight of the year, and then I watched it. and I didn't even watch to the end. I was like, this sucks. 
Yeah, man, we got to bring the fighting back. And it should even be a penalty. Like, they said it's, it's canceled each other out. They said in the box for five minutes. It's like, what, you think they fight, then go on the bench, and they want to get right back out there and fight again? No, they're going to do the same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, it's always they're plugs anyways, though. Things. They're not missed. But, like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But, uh, yeah, they shouldn't be allowed so, to keep their helmets on in a fight. No no helmets in a fight. That's what that's the thing. Like, it's like, I get the safety aspect, but it's like, we, we, we're watching a sport here. It's losing its, its toughness and it's great. Like it was, it was awesome when the guys would take the helmets off before the fight, you know, and have a go at it. And well, anyway, they yeah. gotta, I like, I got it. The safety thing was like, you know, protect yourself. Don't do, and you know, sometimes shit happens. I mean, if Don you want to fight, fight, fight. like there's no such, shit. but there's also no such thing in hockey where somebody fights when they like really don't want to. Like, if you've ever seen... Oh, I'm only talking about consensual fights. Yeah. But there are no non-consensual fights because, like, if you ever see well, it, like, a guy who doesn't like, want to... Like, that was... Yeah, yeah, no, that was, like, an actual... If people remember from, uh, like, the 90s, that was an actual assault. The guy, Todd Bertuzzi, yeah. went up behind this guy. What was his name? Something Moore? Stephen Moore or something? And yeah, I think it was Moore. Something like that. And he just, like, punched him in the back of the head, knocked him unconscious, his head hit yeah. the ice or whatever... Yeah, that was like a different thing. And he had to go to court because that was like an assault in like real life. But yeah. you're like, if two players want to fight each other, fucking just get rid of the helmets. All right, this has been way too hockey centric. Is that your, uh, although, oh, I, although sorry, I like, I, I like, I like mucking it up. Um, is that your controversial opinion? You got anything else? We got to wrap this show up. Nah, that was basically it. Yeah, right. I was just calling to, to say cheers. And uh, oh, yeah. thanks for giving me the shout out last time. Got some subs. So All cheers. Right. Take Have it. a good one. Later, all right, uh, Tony P with the super chat says most controversial opinions. Super chats are lame as fuck. Fuck YouTube. Hail the algorithm. All hail the algorithm. All right, we got a few more minutes left in the show. Hello, next call, low value mail. Hey, buddy. I guess I'm one of the last calls of the night. You uh, are. Oh, we lost him. That's too bad. Um, damn. Sucks. We'll try and call him back. Sound like he had something good. Hello. Oh. Hey, what's up? On the edge of my seat tonight with all these unpopular opinions. Kim Jong Un in the chat would be. I'm I'm looking at the chat. I haven't had a real chance to monitor it, but it seems like there's some shit going down. People getting called commies and stuff. I don't. I haven't had a, too much of a chance to. Uh, to get in there though. Um, the I don't know. More what's government going on. guy wins. The more government. That's the worst opinion ever. Yeah, yeah, that was the more government. I mean, again, though, I was asking for your most controversial opinions, and I guess he won the night. I, I think I got one that's probably not going to top it. Okay. The plastic bag ban, I think it's bullshit. Single-use plastics. Yeah. Um, the same single-use straws, and now... The straws is the dumbest shit on earth. That's fucking nonsense. The bags, I kind of get. Uh, the only reason I'll say the bag thing is because... I moved to New York in 2019 and I think they banned bags like within the first three months that I lived in New York. So, so there was no plastic bags anymore, except for at bodegas, which do have plastic bags, but like no stores or whatever. But like every person had up until like, I guess some people places haven't banned them, but anywhere I ever lived, I had the bag with fucking 400 bags in it and it, it only got bigger, and I would use them when I could, but it was pretty wasteful. What's a, what about what's wrong with using them as a tiny garbage can? 
Uh, nothing, I guess. But the problem is, is like, I, I think that's your reusable right there. Yeah. But not everybody does that. They just collect them. Like I remember I would, when I was like younger, everywhere I lived, I would have bags full of bags. And then when I went to go move, I would just throw them out. Cause I'm like, I'm not moving with them. And then you go buy stuff. And like, I, I can't remember where it was. I think it was in New York, but like, I do remember just before they banned the, the bags, I went to paper and then right when they went to paper, I was like, holy shit. Like I would go out shopping and come home with like 20 fucking plastic bags. Like it was just crazy. Like, uh, so I, but the, the, uh, the straws thing, nonsense. I, and I, this is coming from somebody who hates paper bags and I do prefer plastic bags because they're just obviously way better. But at least that one, I understand the, Straws is nonsense. That was like a meme that like got out of. Why hand. can't we make make the bags out of hemp? What's wrong with like hemp bags and biodegradable shit? Probably too expensive. Zach That's says he bullshit. uses the plastic he, bags as garbage bags. I also he, did use the plastic bags as garbage bags, but like, uh, you know, I guess not everybody. You know, it, it depends what your garbage situation is. Like, I have like a big garbage can in my kitchen now, and you can't even put those little bags in there. I so I get okay. Like people use the shopping. It's really hard to like now in with takeout they're getting rid of you got to pay extra for a takeout bag which is shit if you're like on your bike or if you're walking and yeah you, i mean they charge just, you here they charge you for paper bags yeah they do that here too and then but i mean the worst part about the paper bag is like new york in new york you know i'll go grocery shopping and then you're walking home and it starts raining and you're like okay i have like two minutes to get home before all my groceries are just all apparently over the in, in the 70s or 80s they got rid of paper bags because they the, they were harming all the trees so it's fucking hilarious I and you know what i'm sure we'll be that. back to like paper bags are bad Pla- here's a new type of plastic that's like a little better it's bio i think that's happening like right as we speak someone's made a plastic that's biodegradable it's i like, hope so uh, and the whole thing to cap it all off like this shit comes from china and um China, like, and water bottles, that's one thing that's exempt from the ban. That's bullshit. And China's not considered a developed country. So, like, all this shit comes from the Paris Accord. From the top of my head, that might not be true. Yeah. Fact check that. But China's exempt from that. So China still gets to make all this shit, and they just get away with it. And that, coupled with the water bottles still being, you know, plastic water bottles still being a thing is like everything about that all of those laws are bullshit yeah i mean i guess the water bottles thing is you're like i don't know what's the alternative like it's the ultimate fuck you i mean uh, use a better plastic i don't know like why do they get to they still get to use it and there's still people who i mean it's way more convenient to drink from a water bottle use it only the once and then throw it away but like plastic i can't i think i spoke about this on here but i read something or something like 95% 95% of plastics that you recycled still wind up in a landfill. Regardless yeah. of if you recycle them or not, they still just go to a landfill. I'm, I'm pretty sure they all get shipped to like Malaysia or somewhere. Yeah, they do. It's like, yeah, they get just all the garbage gets shipped out of here. Um, all right. Okay. Thanks, Tony. Might see you in the after. We'll see you in the after. All right, sure. Tony Scarboni, everybody. Uh, we got, I'm going to try and call back this because I felt like it was unceremoniously uh, hung up on. Thanks very much, everybody, for joining us today. Fun episode. We'll be in the after show in about 10 hey. minutes. Hey, what's up? Uh, you got cut off, so I'm calling you back. Hey. Yeah, I just managed to unmute the TV in time to hear that you would maybe call me back, so that's cool. Thanks. There we go. Um, 
All right, your controversial opinion, last call of the night. Make it a controversial one. Oh, I mean, it's about killing dogs, so I think it's pretty controversial. <laughs> there you go. Now I love know. dogs. I also love dogs. But I think you can, you know, with my mouth, pit bull. Yeah. Right? They're dangerous, and I'm not saying we have to go out and round up everyone's pit bulls. I'm not calling for a pit bull holocaust. Yeah. But, I mean, it's time to sterilize all of them and ban the breeding. Ban pit bulls. That is they're a controversial. But they're like a toddler with a chainsaw. Like, yeah. you know, it could be time your whole life, but then one day it takes someone's foot off. Yeah. It, it is a weird one. My friend Justin Silver, who's a comedian in New York, and he's like a famous dog trainer too, and he only has pit bulls. And they're the sweetest dogs. And I always see him getting in arguments with people because the fact is, is like when you look up like dog attacks family or dog yeah. kills child it's always a pit bull it's like 87 percent now i can't tell you whether this is a dog on dog or dog on human violence yeah but 87 percent, and i remember this number forever is how often it is related to a fatality yeah like 87 percent of fatalities so that's, that's dog such involved an open and shut case like in yeah. my book yeah I mean, at the very least, I've heard someone say the very, very least is you make the owners of the dogs responsible for the actions of the dogs. Right? Like, is it, that, that seems like that yeah, could be... I mean, if but, you were going to... But, like, I, there was a family... like a weapon, then sure. Yeah, but there was a family recently, I can't remember where, where the dogs mauled, I believe, killed the two kids. And then you're like, so then what's... In that scenario... You know, like what? So you send the parents to jail after they've just lost both of their kids? You're like, that seems fucked up too. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, that you're you're caught in a bad spot. You're like, like that, that would be an insane in, in, punishment family at that or point. whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's happened before. Yeah. Where like, you know, if 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 it counts as negligence, if your kids die under your negligence, it sucks. You lost your kids, but you're still going to jail. There's still a crime there. So that is a very controversial opinion That's you have, true. sir. To end this show on, I love it. Um, I love it. All right. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Or I guess I called you back. Yeah, you man, called thanks. in. Good episode. Ban bulldogs. Or no, pit bulls. Pit bulls, not bulldogs. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. That's been the show. What a fun one it was. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me uh, today. If you like to join the after show. We're going to start up in about 10 minutes. We listen to voicemails, emails, watch videos about stuff we talked on the show. It's a fun time. We've had some great calls the past few weeks. Hit the button. I was going to say hit that button. Uh, low value mail uh, on Patreon or locals. You could find us. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining over on Rumble. Uh, Tomorrow night, new episode of The Bathhouse, 10 p.m., live from the Stan Comedy Club Green Room. It's off limits all the time. I will see some of you soon. The rest of you, I'll see you tomorrow, or I'll see you next week. This Sunday, we're back with some more Female Dating Strategy podcast. It's going to be hell. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining. I'm really a poet, you know it, all my 
shit heroic. Empathic abilities, yeah, my face be also stolen. Bleep blow up, nigga. That just means I'm working. They see me as a leader, so that's why I'm Captain Kirkin. These charts from the stars, that much is for certain. You can feel this here if you up or if you hurt. I'm raising my stock, not talking my feet is some burkin. Number Johnny Five got a fucking short circuit. Bring the track to life when I spit phenomenal. When I hit, she feel that shit in her abdominals. These rappers make me laugh like comic view, they comic view. You know I got a ball out, I hit the track running just like Sonic do. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. And they tried to down me on some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. Now we pulling up fresh on some flight shit. Ah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch. Yeah. And they tried to down me on some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't wanna turn on my light switch.